welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Young Kings Wrestling Podcast, WWE Clash of Champions recap show. I am TC Fontaine, joined by the essential cue ball wreak havoc. You already know what it is. Hey, featuring the Young Kings Wrestling Podcast Sovereign Soundboard. Oh, damn. I don't have my audio turned on. You got to share the sound. <laughs> I do that every week. I got to stop doing that. Hold on. We're going to have to do the intro over again. <laughs> and this is this is stuff that happens when we're dealing with technology and stuff like that. Technology is not dependable, especially during the pandemic when everybody's using the same technology. That's just a poor excuse. I just wasn't ready, but who cares? Here we go with the Young Kings Wrestling Sovereign Soundboard. Yeah. As always, you can find us on most platforms streaming podcasts, including Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. And if you're listening on iTunes, go ahead and leave us a review, preferably five stars. But, you know, go ahead and be honest. If you don't like us, let us know something we might be able to improve upon. No guarantee that we'll take your advice and apply it, but you can always do it. Um, links to all platforms are available at ykwrestling.com go ahead and get you some merch including the Black Lives Matter shirts uh, that our special co-host his daughter ended up throwing up on him earlier this evening all over the shirt I joked with him and I said damn I don't think your daughter thinks Black Lives Matter it's apparent Uh, we are joined this evening by the warden Matt Ritter of the Smacking It Raw podcast, the number one wrestling podcast on Pornhub. And I think Matt should be our designated pay-per-view recap host because, like, this is the second one in a row, I think. Or maybe it's second uh, WWE in a row, at least. Yeah, it's the second WWE because I was on with Vince. Uh, thanks for having me on again, guys. I, I do appreciate it. Uh, first and foremost, happy belated birthday to TC. Um, thank you. Thank you. Want to get that out of the way because uh, that was addressed. Secondly... Yes, I'm going to do a much better job of uh, teaching my three-week-old daughter that Black Lives Matter, uh, that she needs to respect that T-shirt. Um, and unfortunately, Vince couldn't be here because currently he's getting his dick sucked from the back right now. Um, <laughs> TC, you were a part of that conversation. <laughs> so What? Vince said that he was at a friend's house watching the Heat game and Clash. Uh, and I interpreted that as uh, he was getting some booty, and that's why he couldn't make it. Uh, and I, I let him know, you know, especially with hashtag gangbang all day, that we were gonna we were gonna call him out on the fact that he's getting his dick sucked in the back right now, and just didn't want to come on the show. Okay. Um. Well, nice to see Max doing well, Mister uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mister Latino Heat, for real, for real. Yeah, he's living that Angel Garza life right now. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Hey, uh, real quick, I just want to get this out of my way. Um, first off, usually we go through the spill of, like, what we've been watching, and uh, I don't think I really watch much different. Like, I did my weekly 2001 watch, and at this point, like, I think I updated y'all on this maybe two months ago. I don't care about it, but I'm going to still stick it out. Um, but I was reminded of this episode of raw uh back in 05 the last episode on spike tv and i totally forgot about this when spike tv basically like censored out any mentions of usa network for the first hour of the show 
yeah. I forgot all about it and I went and rewatched it on the network and they actually show like the uncensored version on there. So it wasn't really that fun. Um, another thing, a uh, shout out to my Los Angeles Lakers. We are going back to the finals for the first time in 10 years. I am excited about it. Last time we were there, uh, it was Kobe's last finals. We haven't been there in a whole decade since I am proud. Uh, also, shout out to my aces. We are one game away from the finals as well. Uh, in Boston, the Boston Celtics. <laughs> they laughing at you, nigga. <laughs> Enjoy the flight back home to Boston from the Orlando Magic uh, Disney World Fantasy Kingdom Bubble Island, whatever the hell it is. Good riddance. Uh, other than that, we had Clash of Champions tonight, the uh, the only night in WWE where all the championships are on the line. Uh, unfortunately, all the championships weren't on the line tonight. Um, something happened where they had to cancel the women's tag team title match, so I don't know what the verdict is on that. And apparently, Nikki Cross wasn't able to compete tonight. So Bailey issued an open challenge, and we'll get to that here. Uh, Funny statement on the ahead. women's tag team title. Uh, I saw WWE said that Nia Jax and Nikki Cross weren't cleared to compete, and Nia Jax replied saying lies. And she also tweeted out that her tag team partner was expecting yeah. and put a little emoji <laughs> with a baby bump. And I was like, I just I don't think that Shayna got pregnant. And one of my friends who was over for the pay-per-view said, Shayna doesn't get pregnant. Shayna gets people pregnant. Yeah. That's a fact. There's also just like a non-kayfabe reason. Like Shayna Baszler uploaded her ring gear earlier today. And then like she didn't even get to wear it. Which I think they were probably doing her a favor because it was Vikings inspired ring gear. And, you know, Vikings haven't done much of anything uh but but get to the NFC title game, but they haven't won it ever. So, and they lost today. So, timing is terrible. They didn't lose today. Yeah, yeah, they lost yeah. by one point. Okay. And she said it was breaking her heart, so maybe that's why she couldn't compete. Is she was too heartbroken from watching her Vikings lose to go out there and rep them on the pay per view. It's true. I know the feels, man. I know the feels. It is what it is. I'm a Bears fan. I absolutely not. I. I was born in '87. The last time they did oh, was '85. So like, damn. <laughs> my whole life i mean to be fair like i'm a i'm a cornhusker fan and we haven't done anything since like 1997 i became a fan in 2007 so yeah mm-hmm. i don't know what it's like to win championships uh for a team now <laughs> actually actually is where i'm from there's the only team i rep down from like one of only two teams and neither of those teams have won anything uh, since I've been a fan, so it it sucks, but uh, at least I have my wrestling to rely on. At least my favorites win there sometimes. Unless you're Sasha Banks, and you 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 go three years without winning a championship, and you go your whole career without defending a championship successfully. It's unfortunate. I was gonna say, I mean, she wins. She wow. just can't hold the belt for, you know, yeah. more than one one week, one day. I mean, she's got five, but five with a combined total accumulated time of about, I don't know, a week, seven, eight months. <laughs> and that's being generous. Not even seven, eight months. Know. It's not even really that close. It's probably more like five. 
yeah. maybe four and a half. We'd be real. One of them was only three weeks. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. That was in between. Yeah. Oof. Hey. Well, you're gonna get to that in a second, man. Let's get into this show, man. Uh let's go. We started off, uh, we, we kicked it off on the kickoff show. What was initially supposed to be Oscar versus Selena Vega, but uh due to uh the two matches uh being canceled, postponed, whatever. Uh we had the uh SmackDown tag titles. Uh went on first. Shinsaro defeated the Lucha House Party. Um it is what it was. Nothing nothing really impressive to me. Like these these four. Uh, I think it was Kalisto and Lince Dorado, uh Lucha House Party were in the match. Mm-hmm. Um these four don't put on bad matches, especially against each other. Like, I can watch Cesaro versus any of those three, like, all day. Uh, Shinsuke did his thing as well. Good match. I'm going I'm to give this one uh, for a grade. I'm going to give it a B. Uh, it was a decent little kickoff match. Uh, I was in the middle of cooking, so I didn't get to watch all of it. I missed a couple spots, but it was cool. It was cool. What about y'all? Yeah, I'm probably saying about the same thing. Usually, it's crazy. This is the first time I actually watched a kickoff match because I really don't typically. I think the last one I watched was like Backlash. But um, no, this was, you know, decent for, you know, just the four of them. It's not nothing special. But, you know, they they got – I didn't see what I wanted to see, which was that that fracturing, uh, the whole Lucha House Party thing with Kalisto. It, it, it just wasn't there. But didn't matter. It was a good match. Did what it needed to do. And honestly, with the tag team situation being so depleted day by day, they might as well keep them together at this point. But I'm going B2, B, B minus, B minus, whatever. I'm going to give it a C, flat C, not plus, not minus. Uh, this should have been the kickoff show match from the get-go. Like, my stance was always, if you wouldn't put the Universal title or the WWE title on the pre-show, you shouldn't put the Raw Women's title or the SmackDown Women's title on the pre-show. Should not be a thing. If you were going to put a match on it should have been one of the tag matches um and this is where it belonged like it i the lucha house party stuff even with the division really hasn't got my attention i haven't really cared because i didn't care about lucha house party in the beginning to care about them breaking up like i love to see kalisto go his own way but like i'm not invested shinsuke and cesaro are great but they're not all again it's not anything i'm invested in so like it was just a match so it was just middle of the road c for me that is fair. And uh, I, I do agree with that point. You do make an excellent point about the, you know, because technically the women's championships are world championships as well. So you probably wouldn't put any other world titles on the pre-show. So you, you made a point. You made a point and uh, Reed could have maybe won that debate if he would have brought that up on the last episode, but he didn't. So <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, and see, I can't help you, Reek, because I can't listen to the show till it's over. So I can't I can't like if I could listen to it as it was happening, I could just slide in your DMs and be like, hey, by the way, here's here's something for you. But it's all post, it's all after the fact, man. I try. Yeah. Hey, it's a uh, it's unfortunate, ain't it? It's a. Uh, now that's a damn shame. Very. Uh but opening up our main pay-per-view, uh, we got a ladder match, which ladder matches when they open up pay-per-views, they're really you know, they really do their thing. And, uh, you know, as we mentioned, this was, I think this was one of the matches that they were clearly trying to stall time a little bit. I think it went on a little bit too long, but uh, it was fun. I love the spots. Uh, also love how they still managed to 
pull off a bunch of crazy ass spots, you know, with the average combined age of 41 years old here between the three participants. Uh, they still managed to tell a story in this match as well. And they managed to actually sell the spots. They didn't, you know, they didn't just get straight back up and just jump into the next one. They sold the damage that was done. That's all I asked for when I watch ladder matches on these shows. Yes, I'm talking about the Young Bucks. <laughs> they do the exact opposite of what I saw in this match. Uh, I love the Lucha Brothers. They're in the same boat. So when you put those four together, you get a match. It's a bunch of spots and a bunch of just non-existent storytelling. And I didn't get that in this match. So even though it went a little bit longer, I'm still I'm still giving it five stars, which I think this pay-per-view had a lot of five-star matches. And we'll get into that here. But it's just my opinion. This is a five-star match. Uh, Jeff Hardy about killed himself, which I was very concerned when he fell out the ring. Uh, and then the Swanton bomb, I was also concerned. Uh, Sami Zayn won, as I assumed he would. So me being right also helped out, you know, helped me feel good about this match too. Uh, what about y'all? I'm going to go with you. Uh, I'm actually, I'm going to give this probably uh, a minus B plus. Um, wasn't a perfect match. It did go a little too long, but it was damn good. I'm not going to come on here and be disrespectful and talk about Jeff the way I do on my show, on your show, because I know. Just out of respect for you, I didn't even gas him up just now. No, no, no. I, I could have did all that. Like I said, I'm not going to come on though, here. So really I'm not going to come on here and be disrespectful and talk about him <laughs> on your show the way I talk about him on my show, because I know he is in your Hall of Fame. I know that he is Malik's favorite wrestler, and this match is suited to what Jeff Hardy is good at. This is this is his match. This is where he shines the brightest, is these kind of matches. So I, I'll give the man his due. That spot where he was crawling like down, but also up the ladder because the ladder was going up, but he was crawling. That was cool shit. I actually was like, oh shit, I'm worried as he's going over the top rope again. Another beautiful spot, Swanton through the ladder. Um, no, it was all good shit, and I really enjoyed the uh, the finish with the handcuffs with AJ. And I thought Jeff was actually going to stop Sammy. I didn't really expect Sammy to get the belts at that point. Um, it looked like he was getting up, but Sammy got it, and that was a surprise to me. So it was good shit. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> I'm going A for this, you know, purely off of the creativity. Because, you know, when you take a match like this, ladder matches that we've been doing for de two decades plus, it's like it's hard to create something that's original. So, you know, the, the whole thing with Sammy at the end, some innovation there. But I, I got to say this, that is the last time I ever want to see Jeff do that spot. Because that shit was louder than anyone I've ever seen or heard from him before. It sounded like his back is broken. You're 40 fucking years old. Enough. It wasn't, you know, 20,000 people to kind of yeah, you know, cover yeah. up the sound. I, I, I got that. I got that. Listen, dude is 40 years old. He's a father. Stop it. I agree, Stop though. It. It's too damn high. Enough. <laughs> You're going to be like your brother who can't fucking sit or walk straight or whatever it is because he kept doing leg drops and fucking up his back. But the match was great. Uh, good way to kick off the show. So I'm giving it an A. How obnoxious is Sami Zayn going to be on Friday? Oh, it's going to be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be just next level. Uh, I can't wait for it. I, I was watching him on the bump. He actually, uh, he got Ryan Popola kicked off the bump earlier today because he didn't address him as an Intercontinental Champion. So now we have to address Sami Zayn as the undisputed, undeniable, Intercontinental champion. I just hope now that he won, he 
he goes and gets a haircut and cleans up his beard because like my wife was saying he looks like he collects or he asks for money by the freeway like he, he looks does. homeless as all hell you're the undisputed intercontinental champion now now present yourself as such clean yourself up a little bit look like you got a little money he should do or so he should do what like cody do what kevin owens did when he won the u.s title like be the face of america like not that actual gimmick but cleans it up puts like a, a suit on or something i don't know like just, just just stop trying to look like castro i don't know you know what i'd love is if they did the lance storm gimmick and he made it the canadian intercontinental championship oh. and put the canadian flag oh. sticker on it i like that that'd be yeah. fun we have to win everything else too to have multiple Canadian mm-hmm. championships, just like Lance Storm. Shout out to Lance Storm. That was uh, yeah. So Sammy, uh, Sammy Zayn wins the Intercontinental title off of Young Kings Wrestling Hall of Famer Jeff Hardy. Uh, speaking of our Young Kings Throne Hall of Fame, uh, Drew Gulak uh, defeated R Truth for the twenty four seven championship, uh, and then lost it back to R Truth later on in the night. Uh, which means we have an announcement to make. Yeah. We have an announcement to make. R-Truth is now a 40-time 24-7 champion. Uh, add that with his, I believe, two uh, U.S. championships, a hardcore champion and a tag team champion. He has 45 title reigns, the most all-time in the WWE. Uh, he is also a former NWA champion, yada, yada. Y'all know that. We'll get into more details on that on our next episode uh, when we induct R-Truth into the Young King's throne. Yes, sir. Yeah, I 45 championship. It's about that time. I support 40, that. 45. It's, it's crazy. Yes, sir. I think Edge had like 32. And Edge was the had the most forever. I'm curious as to how many Crash Holly had. Because oh, he shit. was hardcore champion on and off a lot. It was about 20. I know Raven had like yeah. 27. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You gotta look at that. I'm sure our truth passed it, but yeah, no. When yeah, our truth has the most. When they did that shit, he had a lot. Yes, yeah, so shout out to Mister R Killings. Uh, is this the beginning of the end of Drew Gulak's career? Because they kind of teased him getting moved in the draft, and so if he gets moved to the draft and goes to Raw, he's gonna be stuck there in that twenty-four-seven division, just kind of just doing nothing. I don't, Which I'm I don't sure get, it might be fine for him. Like, you know, I don't I don't want to knock on what other people like to do with their career. If they're comfortable doing that, then that's perfectly fine. You know, I, I don't I don't agree with the notion that everybody should be striving to to be world champion like that. But I, I just I don't get how they dropped the ball with him after they he put on such a great match with Daniel Bryan like earlier in the year. And then, you know, they had this program where they were working together and everything like that. And yeah, Daniel Bryan's off TV. But you can put him in the mid-card scene. You know what I'm saying? You got Matt Riddle. You got Corbin. You know, uh, Chad Gable, when you give him his fucking name back. You know, you could build on that. You know, now that Sammy's champion, you can have some some new matchups, some, some new stuff to do. I don't know how they dropped the ball with this guy so bad. But um, I'm fearful of that, to answer your question. I am quite concerned. Uh, I'm not like I was entertained by Drew Gulak. I think the worst thing that could have happened to Drew Gulak was Daniel Bryan having that second kid. Uh, Cause without Daniel Bryan, they just, they didn't know what to do with them. But now that Akira Tozawa is dead via shark, someone needs to fill that spot and why not let it be Drew? And they can even do some entertaining shit. They can go back to the PowerPoints where Drew is putting on PowerPoints of how to win the 24 seven title. 
and how to keep the 24-7 title. Like they, there are things they can go back to to keep him on TV. As long as he's not off with Mojo Rowley and Bo Dallas, God knows where, and he's still on TV every week, it's not terrible. He's still he's still got time, you know. Indeed. And like like I was saying, you can't really lean into the fact that maybe maybe there's something he enjoys doing. Maybe he's comfortable with that. Maybe he might have pitched the idea himself. You never know. If they weren't doing anything with him, would you rather sit in catering or wrestle our truth for the 24-7 title? You get a lot of TV time, a lot of attention. You get a lot of followers doing Mm -hmm. stuff like that. You get a lot of views on YouTube and and Instagram, wherever this gets being posted. It's it's a win-win situation. It's probably the most creative position you can be as a wrestler is that 24-7 division. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Oh, and Crash Holly won the hardcore title 22 times. Wasn't far off. I knew it was in the twenty somewhere. Yeah, I think you know it's crazy. Bradshaw won it like seventeen times, mm-hmm. or somewhere around yeah. that. I had no idea. I don't know how Bradshaw at that point in his career, like that Bradshaw, ever lost the hardcore title. Like he was just I think he lost big, it a lot on house shows. Big, mean, imposing. Like, don't back down, motherfucker. And if you had Farouk with you, like. There's no way. Oh my god! Anyone's taking that title. Oh my god! I, I think I think I mentioned this before. You, you ever seen what they did to what, what's that fucking tag team? Um, I, I can't even think of their name. They, it was on Sunday Night Heat, and they did something stupid. And him and Farouk just said, they, "You know, just screw the rules. We're just gonna shoot." And they really whooped the shit out of them on Sunday. Night. I know what you're talking about. I just can't think of who. Yeah, it's like. Can you think oh, of who was shit. in the tag team? I gotta, I gotta look at it. I gotta look at it because I know what you're talking about, though. This is like, like 2000 I, or somewhere around there. Yeah, it's like I, I know, I know the uh, name. O'Hare and Palumbo. It was it WCW team? Or was, was it O'Hare and Palumbo? I think, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was. Hmm. Oh man, I know. It's like I know the name. It's like right there. Oh, let's go to the Google machine. Let's, let's teamwork, man. Teamwork. I was gonna say, this is TC's thing right here. Is he hosts the show, Google's watches entire wrestling pay per views, all at the same time, just constantly juggling. Yeah, I try. I try my best. Um, uh, Public Enemy. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Public Enemy. Bradshaw. Bradshaw has a bad habit of beating the shit out of ECW talent. Lumini. Yep. <laughs> Yo, if I if I have to hear uh what culture bring up that incident one more time in the video, Dude, I'm going to watch them so long ago. Like I just I couldn't do it anymore. I watched Simon. That's it. Yeah. I, I can't watch nobody else. I met the uh, like me and Malik. We met um we met the two Adams at Starcast last year, and like we only cared about where Simon was at. And he was like, he has a match. <laughs> he has a match in England, mate. He's not here. Yeah, yeah, Simon's fucking good. The rest of them yeah. is like, eh. I'll give you guys that. Simon, Simon's good. Simon just, wrestles too, so I, I trust his opinion a lot more as well because he, he knows what it takes. And so he's very. I would just love to see you guys at Starcast meeting the Adams and be like, yeah, no, that's cool. Uh, where's Simon? You here? <laughs> no, 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 no. You guys are cool, but me, we me just, and Malik, me and Malik did get interviewed by Coda Holic during Starcast though. Uh, so we're in their Starcast video and like me. 
I, I didn't really watch Codaholic back then, so I had no idea like who the guys were just by face. Like if I didn't see the Codaholic t-shirt, I would have no idea who the hell these dudes were with the camera and the microphone. But yeah, I need StarCast to come back next year. Conrad, if you're listening, please. We're going to get Reek to come out here. We're going to have a whole big Young Kings wrestling uh, bonanza uh, media uh, whole situation going on. I'll talk to D-Rod, see if he can uh, get in touch with his cousin. Conrad, yeah. <laughs> I need that. I need that connection. Yeah. I need I need a I need a discount on ads on something to wrestle as well. Who was the, who was who was he said Bruce Pritchard is his cousin? No, we said Conrad's his Conrad. cousin because they're both Conrad. from Alabama. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. everyone in Alabama's related. Like, <laughs> like, gotta take a deep breath. I almost lost it. All right, let's move let's move on to the show. Uh uh next up for the raw women's title, we had Oscar versus Alina Vega. Uh, this was a decent uh, match. You know, I'm glad people, you know, got to see what Zelina Vega looked like. People who didn't think she could wrestle. And I was like, hey, don't sleep. And I just found out today that she's Amazing Red's cousin. I did not know that. Oh, shit. That's cool. Yeah, that's, that's fire. Which I never put it together. Like, hey, both from New York, they're Puerto Rican, which is like everybody in New York is Puerto Rican. So I would have never thought it. Yeah, but, I was going to say, like, I never, like, it's not like when you're from Alabama and everyone's related. Like, you could be Puerto Rican in New yeah. York and not be associated in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, so it never dawned on me, but it's like, hey, that makes a lot of sense. So she trained him. I mean, uh, he trained her, rather, uh, and they're related. And then this was a really good match. And I see it makes a lot of sense. I see a lot of Amazing Red in, in her, her moveset a little bit. So uh, she reminds me of AJ Lee a little bit, too. And it's not because she played AJ Lee in the movie, but she just reminds me of AJ Lee. Uh, she was inspired by AJ Lee. Like, she was a huge AJ Lee fan. So you're definitely going to see that inspiration there. And what she does yeah you can see it for sure um it was a good match to me i'm gonna give it a i'll give it like a b minus it, it wasn't great but it was it was very good uh kind of what i expected what about y'all i'm giving this a b purely just like the fact that she got in there with oscar and looked, looked like a legitimate threat to win at points like that I wasn't expecting. Like, I know Selena can go. You know, I, I've always had that thing where I was like, I don't know why she spends all this time managing when she can really go in the ring. And to that end, as I said on my page, I don't want to see Selena managing no more. Like, Mm-mm. keep her in the division. She doesn't have to go after the title anymore, but give her something to do because this shit was good. Like, seriously. And it wasn't even that long, but it's like, it's just a sample size. But that... If, if she keeps on with, with that going forward, we can be talking about putting the title on her at some point in time, but it's just something to build off of. So I'm, I'm good with that. I'm giving B. I'm going to go B plus. And the only reason I'm giving it a B plus is because at the end, when Zelina bowed to Asuka, oh, yeah. she actually, she got my wife. Like I knew what was coming, but my wife didn't see it coming. She goes, I really thought she was gonna pay her respects, and I'm. I, it made me laugh that she got, she got, got, <laughs> she got worked. I enjoyed the shit out of it. <laughs> so for that and that reason alone, it gets a B plus. Yeah, about that uh, post match uh, situation, man. Ah, they she almost got me too. I'm thinking like, was was Zelina turning? Like nah, nah. It was like a split second or like. Oh, she, she, she's, she's, yeah, they, they had me just slightly, and I was like, wait, nah. And then she ended up, you know, yeah. her, and I was like, yeah, there we go. There we go. I watched her eyes. Her eyes never less left Oscar. She bowed and she went, yeah. 
Yeah. And just stared the whole time, waited for Oscar to bow, waited for a spot. Pounced. Like a like a firecracker. As, as yep. Oscar referred <laughs> yeah. to, right? It's like <laughs> just like a firecracker. Yep. Uh don't match me. Uh next up we got Lashley uh defeating Apollo Cruz for the US title. Um yeah, I don't really got much to say about this one. It, it's not much of what I've seen from their previous matches they've had. Uh I will say I, I do prefer the Hurt Lock name over the full Lashley name. The full Lashley is just makes zero sense. Hurt Lock is a lot better. Uh, when Ricochet came out, I thought he would like be joining at the end of the match. So I didn't really see the need for him to be out there other than to just show support. Uh, but maybe it might be something they'll do down the line. Um, but yeah, what about y'all? What do y'all think about this? Ugh. I just hope it's C minus. If you've seen one Lashley Apollo match, you've seen them all at this point. That that's the best thing I can take away from it. Apollo's a great athlete. He can do a lot of things that guys his size can't. But I'm tired of seeing these two fight. Move the fuck on. C minus. And I'm gonna go see. Like I said, I hope this is the end. It, it wasn't a bad match. It was it was a good match, but it's the same match we've seen. I just hope at this point now we can maybe spread some of the black talent around uh, other segments and other feuds, and we don't need to have them all like conglomerated into one spot on the show um we can let apollo move on and do some stuff ricochet move on and do some stuff bobby move on and have some feuds because this is i'm here i'm here to done. tell you right now we don't care Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah that's kind of how i felt about it i did not mean to play it that early i'm sorry matt <laughs> got trigger happy real quick but yeah, that, that's how I feel about it so i don't know if i said my grade but yeah i'm, I'm in the same boat with a c yeah, i don't want to see it again it's like that there is a focus to having the US title. It shouldn't just be circulated around the same four people or five people in that like introduce somebody else to go after the title. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Uh next up for the Raw Tag Team Championship, Street Profits versus Andrarza. That's my name for them. Andrarza. It don't. It did not roll off the tongue as well as I thought it would. I should have. <laughs> I should have practiced this. I was gonna let it slide. I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> let okay. me get. Let me get one more. Let me Andrarza. Try one more time. Andrarza. Yeah, Andrarza. There we go. There a little go. better. A little bit. A little better. Uh, yeah. This one. Is, I'm in the same boat. I don't. I don't want to see it again. And I think uh, just the universe didn't want to see it again either because I believe on uh, Angel Garza got hurt uh, at the end of this match. And they had to call an audible, or else I think uh, we would have had new champs. But at that at that point in the match, it was cool. Like they they were getting their spots in. It's just I'm I'm kind of tired of seeing it. So I'm, I'm gonna give it a C. I'm gonna give it a D because I'm very worried that if it wasn't that Angel Garza got hurt and that's why they called the audible, that this is going to be another match because Andrade kicked out. Like that they're going to extend this because Andrade kicked out. And based on that fear, I'm giving it a D because it's nothing new that we haven't seen. And now they have an excuse to do it again. You know, you just swayed me. I'm going D too. I was going to give him a C minus to try to be generous, but I'm so sick and tired of that, that ending. It's like, this is, you realize this is like the third time this month that we've seen some kind of botched kickouts slash finish pin. Like, I, I don't, I, I don't get what, what's going on. I had my rant about this like last week about the dysfunction between the referee backstage and the talent. 
I don't know what the situation is, but you need to figure your shit out because these finishes, it, it's too sloppy. You know what I'm saying? You guys have been doing this entirely too long to be screwing this up on live TV. But as far as the match goes, listen, none of their matches are bad, but this story has gone on just, just like with Apollo and Lashley too long and it, teasing these breakups between Andrade and Garza. Move on. That That's it. I don't want to see it no more. I'm curious, is, I, I don't know, is this the same ref that threw out the Mickey uh, Oscar match too early? I don't think so. Because if I, it is, I, maybe I, they could be doing, like, I don't know why they would build a story around this ref, but maybe they could be doing something with this ref being inept and fucking up. Maybe the ref's in retribution. I don't know. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, that maybe there could be a reason for it, but. No, no, it wasn't. Okay. Nah, the ref that the ref from the Mickey match is that that the goofy dude. I, I, I don't, don't think that narrows he, it down. He always has that the, 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 the black dude that's like always got that look on his face. Oh, oh yeah, 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 black ref. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I already noticed it because he always has this, this weird ass. I call look him on Black Ref, Derek Moore. Yeah, but it's just it's just his face. I don't know what, what if he does it on purpose or if he can't help it. Like he's selling. I don't know why he always got his face like that? He's selling. But, that's all it is. I, I guess so, but. Yeah, I, I can. That's never my dog. <laughs> I like him, Black Ref. That's my guy. Shout out to Black to Ref, Derek Moore. Figure out fucking what the hell he was doing in that Oscar match, because oh god, I, I I hit him up in a group chat after the show. Let him know what's going. On. <laughs> I'd appreciate that for sure, man. Uh, after that match, we we got a, uh, I believe it was a vignette of uh, the WWE draft announcement on October 9th. It begins on SmackDown. Uh, I just want to say I was at the draft last year. I had a lot of fun. Uh, that was when Bailey destroyed the Bailey Buddies and then won uh, the uh, SmackDown Women's Championship that she's still holding on to to this day. Uh, she's still holding on to it as of uh, this match uh, with Nikki Cross that was postponed or canceled or whatever. Uh, she issues an open challenge or she would accept the forfeit. Uh, open challenge was accepted by Oscar, and uh, is another one of those instances where they're just clearly just trying to stall for you know, or just to just to do it, just to do it. And this was not about Oscar at all. Oscar uh, was only out there for about three minutes, and uh, it was a DQ win. She wins by disqualification. Does not win the SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, after the match, we got the return of Sasha Banks uh, with a neck brace on. And, uh, yeah, they went at it. So it looks like they might hot shot this to Hell in a Cell, which I was kind of afraid of. But I, I don't I don't know because I, I feel like Hell in a Cell is, is actually – Hell in a Cell for the past few years, it, it's kind of like a death sentence in a way because, like, look at last year with The Fiend. They kind of backed themselves into a corner with him. Uh, the year before that, I think we had like Jeff Hardy and and Randy Orton, which didn't need to be in a cell. Um, also, we had uh, uh, Becky and 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 Sasha last year, which I think Sasha probably should have won the title last year. Off of but Becky. that was a damn good match. It was very it was. good. All, same and as like uh, what was it three years ago versus Charlotte? Very fantastic match. They made a it, and then Sasha lost. Like so, I just feel like they make a lot of bad decisions mainly when it comes to Sasha Banks. And so the track record there, I'm not confident in. Okay, so that's what it is. This is your your, your <laughs> Sasha Simp side 
worried about the outcome because I feel like this is the perfect place to blow this feud off because I don't see them stretching it out to mania. I really don't. It, I, I don't mind if Sasha wins. Go ahead. Exactly. That's my point. This if is he loses. Then what's the point? Like, I don't want to wait exactly. another. I, I don't see them stretching it out to mania, which would be the, like they, if that was the case, then they jumped into this too early. Cause you got too far to go to wait, to bring Sasha back for possibly a Royal rumble or whatever to get all the way out there. Like the, it, it's too far out. So if you're going to do it and it's going to be this blood feud between friends, you blow it off in the hell in a cell. Sasha kills it in the hell in a cell. So I agree with you. Let this be where Sasha gets that hell in a cell win. She's got the experience. She's fought now all of the other four horsewomen in hell in a cells. Bailey will be the last one. She's fought Charlotte. She's fought Becky. She's gained that experience. Let her win it. I, I'm with you 100% on that. And if she loses, and we're going to have to drag it out to the Rumble. I don't know. Or we might drag it out to the Rumble if she wins. I'm going to I'm gonna say this. And TC, you're going to have to forgive me because this is, this is about your girl. But um, they're making me wish that Bailey had gone through with that stomp with the chair on her neck. They're making me wish that she had actually done it and just crushed her throat. Did she not do sent it? Sent her out. She she was about to, but they, they stopped her. But they're making talking me about wish at the that performance she center. No, he's like when, when, about tonight. No, nah, like the um when when she had the the interview and shit like that. Yeah, the performance okay. center. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They're making me wish that she had gone through with it and finished the job. They're making me wish that because this this just rushing her back. To, to to come back into the picture and go into Hell in a Cell. I agree 100%. Sasha's phenomenal in Hell in a Cell. She's always put, honestly, in my opinion, she steals the show in Hell in a Cell with every card that she's on there. So that that's a no-brainer. My thing is, man, what happens after that? Because we know, A, the track record that she has in Hell in a Cell in terms of wins to losses, and B, what happens after she wins a title. And it's like, if that's the case, then I, for me, the ends don't justify the means. It, it really doesn't. So I'm like, my thing has always been, I want them to, to, to push this to mania. If you can't, then whatever. I guess we got to suck it up. But I'm just like, this Friday on SmackDown, find Sasha wherever she's at, run her over with a fucking truck or something, just send her off TV. I don't want to see her again until at least the end of Survivor Series. At least. You know, best case scenario will be like this ever, but I know they don't like to wait. But I just, I, I don't I don't like the idea of rushing this. I will, I will watch it, and I will be happy to see it. I just, I don't want to, I don't want to have to. You know what I mean? Like, they will, they will maximize this in the moment at WrestleMania, because I think if they can drag it, then it would, I personally, I think it's the, the deepest story that'll go into it. I don't think anything that they build between now and April will be a bigger story than this one. So it's like, if you have that, that should be what closes the show. Unless, Roman. yes, <laughs> unless WrestleMania's big match is who the real tribal chief is in that family yeah because 
listen, I saw this beautiful meme that someone posted in our Facebook group over at facebook.com slash group slash Mac and raw. And it was Roman standing over Jay Uso with the, uh, I sit at the head of the table. And then below it, it was a picture of the rock with the eyebrow. And he said, you must be talking about the kids table. I, <laughs> I died. Like it was fantastic. And now like seeing where this is going, which we're going to get to, like, that's kind of what I want to see main event WrestleMania. Now. I don't know what your emails say. If there's even a chance. Well, I mean, it's, Mr. it's public Mr. knowledge. Mr. They're both very keen. Mr. Rose and the Rigsky. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, everybody knows by now they're both very, you know, open to doing that in terms of whether it's going to happen. I got nothing about that just yet. I mean, this also could be a mojo part of retribution thing too. So, <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, if, if I happen to know, y'all will be the first to know. Hopefully. <laughs> I will say this, though. You, you brought up the draft. I hope that the draft, they appoint Adam Pierce as, like, the head of one show, and then Fox makes a represent, representative of the other show because I don't want to do the war room draft that we did last year because I, I hated that. Do not do that shit again. It was corny as fuck. They, they didn't, we didn't even see that in the arena. Yeah, right. no, it was terrible. Like we, we, yeah, they, they kind of hold us. Like we really just got to see the graphic come up on the screen whenever somebody was drafted. <laughs> we didn't get to see the war room. We didn't get to see uh, them talk about the picks. Like we could hear them at the. It was like Renee Young and Booker T and all those guys at the table, yeah. but like we, we didn't get to see them on the Tron at all. So we just like, where are they at? Like I almost would have rather just had the graphic to be honest with you. Like it was honestly. That bad. Yeah, the, you know, I I went back and watched it. I was like, this is stupid. Yeah, like, who the hell gets sad that y'all didn't get the, a chance to draft Natalia of all people? Like, what the hell? They went mm-hmm. too hard with the whole sports presentation thing. It's like, this isn't the NFL. This is fucking wrestling. Relax. Adam Pearce is clearly in charge, so put him in charge of a show. I, 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 I like is he is he de facto GM? Like, well, it's he like already we talk- sucks at one job. I was going to say, we, we we talked about this on the show is we don't really think he's actually in charge of anything. He just started doing things and no one questioned it. And Travis quoted, uh, I believe it was Game of Thrones, where um, power lies where people think power lies. So if you believe you have power, or you let people believe you have power, then you do have it. So no one actually appointed this man in charge of anything. He just started doing shit and no one questioned him. So he just kept doing shit. That sounds like my old job. <laughs> I did that like they they laid off half of our our group and then it was just like well I'm like the only one here at this time I might as well just be a supervisor like because nobody else is qualified so <laughs> I just stepped up to the yeah same, same situation uh next up on our card here uh our first of two world championship main events well our third or four depending on who you ask um I agree with third or four. Uh, WWE Championship, Drew McIntyre defeated Randy Orton in the ambulance match. Uh, this is my other five-star match because just storytelling, storytelling, storytelling. I love it. Uh, I'm all about selling a story, man. And this one, uh, Orton's karma caught up with him. Literally everybody, I think besides Edge, showed up uh, that he uh, has taken out this year. Ric Flair showed up at the end of the match, uh, drove the ambulance away. Uh, Big Show put him through a table in like the first five minutes. 
uh, Christian attacked him backstage, which I think was probably the most action Christian was able to to get cleared to do, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Shawn Michaels somehow climbed up to the top of the ambulance <laughs> and hit Randy Orton with the sweet chip music and then threw him off of it. Uh, Speaking yeah. of storytelling, did you notice how Orton sold the super kick the same way Shawn sold the punt? Yeah. <laughs> Took the super kick. <laughs> And he didn't fall over. For all the people that were so upset that Sean didn't sell the punt, yeah. Randy got him back, and he stood there, and Sean had to go push him off after that super kick. I love that. Turnabout's fair play, man. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it was a fun match. Uh, Randy Orton gets punted in the head and gets put in the ambulance to end it all. So uh, what's, what's next for these two going into the next month? Can, can somebody possibly get drafted, or how does that look? Go ahead. I would say see who comes over from SmackDown first. Um, there's always Keith Lee, but I don't know if they're gonna like jump right head first into it. I would be all for it, go right ahead. But um, yeah, you know the, the draft coming up. There's a lot of possibilities to come over from there. But um, I don't know what Orton does after this. You know, I'm I'm kind of I need to have some words from my sources because they were leaning heavily that Orton was gonna win which I was now expecting. That was my pick. Like, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, okay. I, I had so, the Migos Orton videos ready and everything too, man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just like, okay. So you gave Drew the, the big investment. Like you guys are really riding with him right now. But now what for this guy? You, you built up and you had him beat the hell out of Orton. Not Orton, not Edge, Christian, and all these people. And he's had uh, he's been the MVP of Raw, but where does he go now if the title situation is over? Um, but yeah, you know, you, there is Keith Lee, like I said, and I'm not against that at all. There is also a very important spot for Randy Orton on SmackDown because the Fiend still has unfinished business with Randy Orton. He has wrapped up all of the important mm-hmm. business he has had with everyone except for the man who broke my heart at WrestleMania and took away his first ever championship run after a month. So that we have that over there. So I'd like to see Orton go to SmackDown. I'd like to see that play out along with what's going on with Alexa bliss and sister Abigail. Um, I'm with you though. I, I could see Keith Lee stepping up. Um, we we'll have to see who comes over in the draft as far as uh heels go to face drew going forward. If they don't have Keith Lee step up right away, they, they, I, I doubt it, but I mean, T-bar is getting over big on Twitter. They could just shove retribution to the front of the line and put T-bar in that spot and have it drew versus T-bar. I wouldn't be mad. Yeah. I yeah, hate that, that name. But... Oh, dude, the names are trash. <laughs> the names are trash. I mean, I'd, I'd take cue ball over T-bar any day. <laughs> what about Jax? Uh, no, Jax is good. I like that. I I got a lot of love for Jax. So thank you. Um, what was Malik? Slappy. Slappy. That's what it was. <laughs> Dude, I I was I'm playing Final Fantasy 13 too, and I'm listening to your show. And when you called him Slappy, I had to pause the game because I was laughing so hard. I had to stop the game and just take a second. <laughs> Oh man, appreciate it. We need what's Matt's retribution name? Oh, I'd be the warden. The warden? Yeah, I am the warden. I'd be the warden. Yeah. I heard Mia Yim's name is reckoning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mia Yim is reckoning. 
on Twitter, she's reckoning right now. And she's actually been going in on people on Twitter too. Me, me, I don't know whose Twitter game is better between uh me and Yam or Dijak in this instance. Dude, Both of them is killing that, it. Who was that dude yesterday? Um, he was like, My application for retribution didn't get submitted, and she's like, You have uh, a better back arch than mine. <laughs> like, that's why you didn't get it. I was like, I just I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. I was like, one. Brendan Vink should probably like uh, explain why that picture exists and why he was doing that at a house show uh, for one and then two like I don't know that that was just crazy like I don't know I might have she to went, follow uh, Reckoning she went after somebody's mom too somebody said some shit about either her name or oh, we all know it's me or something in there and she she went after somebody's mom on Twitter like they, this red, when they said they've got carte blanche to do whatever the fuck they want like Twitter makes it seem like they literally have carte blanche to do whatever they want. T-Bar's going after everybody. He gives no fucks. You T-Bar said about Jericho? Yes. Oh, my God. Dude. I was uh, like, damn. And Eric Jericho? Bischoff. They said, did you see what he said about Eric Bischoff? No. no. Eric Bischoff came out, I, I'm assuming, on one of his podcasts. I haven't listened to them in a little while. And I know said he that, said Retribution sucks, right? Yeah, he said Retribution sucks. And T-Bar's like, we really appreciate that. Eric Bischoff is a big inspiration to Retribution. We want to take a multi-billion dollar company and flush it down the toilet, too. <laughs> Dude. That's crazy. I, oh, um, <laughs> I'm going to let the soundboard speak for what I got to say. Yeah, listen. That's called motherfucking bars, nigga. Fucking you know nothing about that. And also Damn. shout out to uh, me and Yim going in on the one dude who was talking about uh, his his wrestling company that he owns. It's really just a Twitter page and people just like make polls and then people vote on who wins the matches. And, and that's his company that he owns. And me and Yim just straight up killed him on it. Yeah, they, they've been doing incredible. Like after the last episode i was just like i don't care about this no more but like this past week on twitter i kind of care now <laughs> again so mm-hmm. i'm looking forward to tomorrow night which is yeah. is crazy it's crazy how much i, I can flip-flop that easily uh you know, twitter's wild man like there are a lot of people that come out and like i've never been one of those because like we're not like malik's four thousand follower instagram account like we're not on that level but real people we're we're hovering around 20 uh, 2,500, you know, we're, we're getting there. We're working on it. And uh, I had this dude who literally argued with me through like half of the show, because I said, when someone asked who should take Nikki Cross's spot, I said, put Alexa in there. And like, he yeah. argued with me that it doesn't make sense. It doesn't forward. Any, I'm like, none of it makes sense. It's a throwaway match because you're going Bailey Sasha. So it doesn't. And he just like, I don't think you understand what you're missing. Like, and I looked and I'm like, I, I, I've never been one of those people, but like, you got 20 followers, bro. Like, just leave me alone and back down for a second. Alexa you suggested not... Alexa? Yeah, because I figured if she snaps and she beats down Bailey and then walks out, Bailey still retains the title. Alexa's story still carries on. Yep. We don't lose anything. And then you can have Sasha come out at the end and beat yeah, down Bailey. You can Bailey. still do the same thing. Right. Exactly. And Alexa, do doesn't, Alexa isn't like technically isn't designated as a face or a heel right now. She's just in a place of she's losing her fucking mind. Yeah. So she can slide into that role and say, okay, I'll you issued the challenge. I'm accepting. Let's fucking do this. And if she snaps, she snaps. Cool. Nobody She loses. doesn't have to take an L. She doesn't right. have to get a win. 
And regardless, it doesn't hurt her because you're just still carrying out with the same story. And I'm trying to explain it to this guy and he goes, yeah, but it does, it's, it's ruining Alexa Bliss. I'm like, how does that ruin Alexa Bliss? It doesn't change anything for her. Well, it doesn't advance the Sasha Bailey storyline. I'm like, nobody you put in this match advances that unless Sasha attacks and causes a DQ. And then what the fuck happened after the match, Sasha attacked and it was a DQ finish. So y'all need to chill. You know, you know, Matt, I, I need to, you know, I'm going to I'm piggyback off of what Travis said, but instead of a block button, <laughs> I think you need your very own yeet button. <laughs> like when they, do the yeet, when they do the yeet that tweet, you need your own yeet button for these motherfuckers. Oh, on Twitter. That's what I think you need. Sounds like we need a, a smacking it soundboard. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I've been. Yeah. I told Travis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All respect to the sovereign soundboard. I told Travis we need one because I need a ten bell salute for people like Animal who passed away. I told. I've been telling him that for years. So. Oh yeah. Speaking of that, forgot to to mention this at the top of our show. Uh, I got this for the soundboard. <sighs> RP animal yeah. had had to go add that one. So think of any suggestions of wrestling sound bites we should add to the sovereign soundboard. Let us know at YK Wrestling on Twitter. Uh, and speaking of, I'm I'm just piggyback one last thing before we get into our main event. Uh, what Matt was saying, people on Twitter, you guys just make zero sense. Kind of like the guy uh, on Friday who was complaining about Baron Corbin beating Matt Riddle and saying that. Uh, of course, an NXT guy lost to one of Vince's guys. Not like Baron Corbin didn't come from <laughs> NXT as well. Uh, I'm just saying. You know what the fuck you're talking about? First off, hashtag Riddle over Riddle. Like, fuck Matt Riddle and that bro shit. Because they ruined him with that fucking explaining how bro means different emotions. Bro. Yeah, like. Bro. Bro. It was, it was, yeah. it was trash. It was trash. We, we brought Matt Riddle back down to earth, and now he's just another guy. And that's why I didn't even care that Baron Corbin won. Like, it's the thing. I, I've never been the big fan of It was a good Corbin, match. But it's like, all he I puts all good matches, and he takes his, his role seriously. He actually is an asshole. And, and, he's a heel, so. and this is probably a controversial statement, but I'm going to elaborate. He's probably one of the top three workers in the company as far as, like, keeping guys safe that he works with, which I think is the number one thing when you're working in the ring is keeping your opponent safe. All the other stuff is important too, selling, doing all that, but but safety is the number one priority. And it's not a lot of people in the company right now better than Baron Corbin at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I didn't give it, but uh, I give you an A plus for that uh, ambulance match too, because that's kind of what we were talking about before we got off on. I don't think we got grades for that one. I'm yeah. giving that. Well, you said five stars, and yeah, that's, that's my A that's plus. A. Yeah, I'm with you yeah. on that. Um, do you have a Smokey? You got knocked the fuck out. Oh, I do not, and that's uh, something I should probably add. So uh, keep talking, and I will try. That would be great for that punt <laughs> kick that Drew delivered at the very end of this ambulance match to finish it. He hit the Claymore, then he put him in the ambulance and hit him with the punt kick. And knocked him the fuck out. And and the thing is, too, Randy sold it better than half the people that he hit with it over the last (laughs) couple months. It's like, listen, this is how you sell it. See how my eyes are rolling in the back of my head right now? That's how you guys sell it when I hit you with it. Mm -hmm. It's like he was just letting them know. Absolutely. And I still love the fact that he didn't sell that super kick. Like, that was my favorite part (laughs) of that whole match. Just seeing him stand there like, nope, not falling over. I I said this, I'm like, so you really, you're just not going to fall? 
Like he hit you <laughs> clean as a whistle. You just gonna, gonna stand there. Like no one's ever done that with Shawn Michaels super kick before. So you're just gonna be that guy. Mm-hmm. Well, everyone came out and got retribution for the attacks that Randy Orton delivered on Monday Night Raw. Mm. You got knocked the fuck out, man! There we go. Found it. Yeah. Oh, I'll give this match an A, too, by the way. Indeed. I think we all going A's. That was a, that was a great match. Uh, and in our main event, uh, first off, my apologies for, for rambling, as we tend to do on every single episode. It's probably like our 60-something episode, and we do it on every single one. Um, in our main event, uh, for the Universal Championship, Oos versus Oos, Jay Uso versus Roman Reigns. And uh, this 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 kind of went how I expected it to go. Uh, first off, we uh, we got no more vests for Roman Reigns. Uh, so he came out, and I, I just by default, I had to go do five push-ups just because I, I didn't. I, I didn't think I would feel right just not doing nothing after this guy came out shirtless and all the women on Twitter were losing their minds. Some of the men, too. Uh, you know, we, we I literally said that they're wrong on Twitter. Got a, the, the entire WWE universe had a whop right as soon as Roman walked out without that shirt on, <laughs> just like that instantly. Man, uh, I'm gonna name the episode uh, for this recap. I'm gonna name it Acknowledge Me, as that was what Roman his whole objective was for his cousin to, or I feel like it's his uncle or his nephew. Brother, they're Are they cousins? Yeah. Because like Jay Uso's kids refer to Roman as uncle, so I'm I'm confused there. It's one of those weird. I've got cousins who are older than me that I call uncle because they're older than me, so it could be just yeah. one of those weird family things. Yeah, yeah. Like but, I, I had that same thing too, so I get it. Jay does call him cuz and calls him Oose, and yeah. I'm pretty sure that Rikishi is Oose means brother. Right, so um, I'm pretty sure Rikishi is brothers or cousins with Jey Uso's father. Uh, Rikishi is Jey Uso's father, right? Or Rikishi is Jey Roman's father. That's what I meant. Sika. Oh, yeah, Sika. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to say they're cousins. So, yeah. It's confusing. It's, it's, it's very confusing because the fact that, like, Roman and, uh, and Rosie – are like on the same branches of the tree with uh with like Rikishi and like Tonga Kid and all them, but like they're so much younger than them. It's kind of it's it's weird, which is like I don't know. They just family, had a lot of kids deep into their lives in that yeah, family. The, I guess. the family is just big as fuck. Like, yeah, it's it's a lot going on. So you get overwhelmed them, just thinking about it. Them, Tamina, Naya, like it just extends all over the place. Yeah, uh, Jay Uso's Chronicle was amazing too. By the way, if y'all haven't seen that, go ahead and watch it. Uh, I watched it before. Uh, I watched the pay per view, so it really the the storytelling in this one like it's it's been a lot of Godfather references, and so I thought you know I thought Roman was about to take Jay Uso out on that boat, put the gun to his head, you know. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, that wasn't the case, but I, I really appreciated how this ended. Uh, I was watching uh, All the Smoke with uh, with Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson, uh, and they had the Charlo twins on there last week. And uh, Matt Barnes, he's a he's a father to uh, two 
twin boys and he he started asking the charlo twins about their experiences as twins like he's like my twins have this connection with each other it's just like it's a it's a bond that's just different from any type of bond that you can think of and like the charlos is like yeah it's the same with us and so like me watching that yesterday my impression on the ending of this match it it, it helped it just by watching that interview because i see the usos like they got that same connection so when jimmy uso came down it was like saying like bro i'm about to throw this towel in like you don't need to be doing this like you don't got to prove none to these people like they know who you are they know what you're about like and jay uso is a fighter and like me as, as like my my acting side my, my actor side really just i felt it for it i haven't felt anything like this in wrestling and, and since probably kofi mania like i think that was the last time so people like the I, I don't like I'm not just just to bring up AEW, but we saw this with with Cody and MJF throwing in the towel. Uh, was it full gear last year? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think this instance it was it was way more emotional than that one was because you know we don't have that family connection and just I don't know just just the disappointment the look of disappointment Jimmy Uso had on his face when he's looking at Roman. Roman take the delay and you know that Jay Uso came out, he put it over himself. Like, I'm the tribal chief now. Like, they need to go all in with it. Like, Roman needs to be so full-fledged, just Samoan heel, like stereotypical, like all that, but still a badass. He don't gotta lean into it. Don't take away what makes Roman Reigns Roman Reigns, but kind of let him lean into his culture a little bit more than he has been. Like, you don't gotta be Tonga kid, you know, levels, but be Roman Reigns like he was in Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or be like Liaki back in uh, Florida Championship Wrestling, but just more badass. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I love the story, man. And, and uh, it, it hurt me because Jimmy Uso is not clear to compete. He couldn't even help out if he wanted to. He did climb in the ring and cover his brother's body from Roman's blows, though. Even yeah. though he was hurt and he threw in the towel, he still hobbled his limp ass in the ring his broken leg or fucked up knee or whatever it is and got in between roman and his brother to stop roman from beating on his brother and that was emotional i thought roman was gonna hit him too the emotion in this build and in this match has been insane like you could take this is one of those instances where you could take like okay this isn't a five-star match with reversals and high spots and this is like the emotion that they put in the build and the match i mean on SmackDown, when Jay said they see you and they see the big dog and they see the Universal Champion, when they see me, they say, "Which one are you?" Like, it, it gives you the feels, man. Like you feel for this man and you want to see him succeed. I never thought in my life I would be cheering for Jay Uso to win the Universal Title, and they got me to cheer for Jay Uso when he hit that splash. I was like, I know Roman's kicking, but. What if he does it? Like, yeah. <laughs> but what if? Yeah, man. I, yeah, I, I enjoyed this, man. Uh, I'm, I forgot to give my grade. Uh, five stars for me as well. It's another five star match. Maybe I might bring in more than five stars. Like, and like, what makes a match great isn't just the moves, man. It, it's it's shit like you got in this one, and man, this I don't think you do. 
a better story. And like this is original. Like, we haven't had the Samoan dynasty going against each other like this before. This is something. Oh, this new. is extra credit, hundred percent. And I love that they brought in. So I looked. I googled while you were talking, and I was listening. Uh, Rikishi and Roman Reigns are cousins, so Jey Uso and Roman Reigns are second cousins. Um, okay. But they even brought in Sika and Rikishi to talk about the family, and even Rikishi's like, Roman's always felt like the big dog, like the leader. You know, even with my sons, he's my cousin. You know, like bringing in that family and discussing not just the lineage and the you know the heritage there. But having the actual family members who have competed who are alive talking about, you know, how they view these people, it was just amazing, man. Like, A++, extra credit, all that good shit. Yeah, I'm definitely going A+, on this. And it's just like, I'm, I'm looking at this in the full picture. Like, five years ago, we only would have wished that they would have let Roman do this type of shit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like when you take out the scripts, when you take out all of these, you know, these these ideas that you're trying to push on him and just let him be him. I've said that for years. I've never been against the guy personally. What I was against was how they presented him. I said, just let this guy do his own thing. And this is like exceeding even what I saw there. It's like, I, it just blew my mind. Like with, you know, all the undertones, you know, the themes, like with the whole Godfather feel to it all. And just with this, this, this whole, during this match, it's like, this guy just relentlessly beating the shit out of his family, man. And not even caring oh, shit. that just constantly saying, like, I want you to acknowledge me. Like you now are beneath me. Like this dude is just hyping himself. Like, no, I'm the dude now. And we family, but you got to bow down, like straight up. Like there, there's no, there, there, there's levels to this now. Like I'm all the way up top. And you're not this guy. Like the the promo on SmackDown alone was just like it was short, but it was impactful. He's like, listen, you can't handle this. I'm the guy. I'm the one that the head of the table or whatever. And you just gonna you're gonna take this ass whooping and you're gonna take this payday and you're gonna go home. And then it's like he comes out and beats this dude to the point that his brother throws the towel in for him. Like Roman can't be a face. I know that ultimately the long-term plan is for him to become a baby face based off of what he's doing now. This dude can't be a baby face till like 2030. Like, yeah, I, I said the same thing. It's too good. It's mm-hmm. too good. And it's like, why would you, why would you mess with this when it's like just getting started? We haven't even hit the high point of this yet. This is just getting started. So it's like, don't mess with this. Let this guy be a heel as long as he wants to. Cause that's it. he he threatened little Nate, man. Yeah, that's when he got me. I was like, no, nah, he can't turn for for another decade. Like, you can't threaten the the goat ref. Oh my god! And, and be like that. I just I wish that they had done two things different. One, I didn't need Paul Heyman saying you're my tribal chief because Paul, you're not in the tribe. You're not even close to being in the tribe. And also, I kind of wish Roman Dick had riding. made Jimmy put the lay on him instead of Paul putting the lay on him. If Roman had made, because Jimmy did say, you are the tribal chief, man. Fine, you win, you're done, you know. But if you made him get up and say, put this on me. If I'm your tribal chief, do this. While his brother laid there, that would have been just that little bit extra. Little extra. But that's just nitpicking. That's no big deal. Yeah. 
It would have helped it a little bit, but it, it, it's not that yeah, big. Yeah, it didn't of a deal. need the help. It was fantastic. But it would have, it would have made a, it would have made it a little bit better. But uh, you can't, you can't do no more worse than what you got. Honestly. We just, we need the Rock now. Like the Rock has to come back and yeah. challenge Roman for that spot and say, "You can't be the chief because I never stepped down as the chief of this family. You're not making the bread in the family the way I am." It's a built-in story. It as Malik's not here, but as Malik would say, it writes. It has story. to happen. Yeah, I, I, I know. You know, all that that idea got put out there that maybe we can build up Big E, but the way this is going right now, I don't think that could even touch what the Rock and Roman could do. Like, not mm-hmm. even remotely close. Because it's like, I'm sorry, we got we got to send a new day to to Monday Night Raw. <laughs> we, need, we need tag teams over there for one two. You can do whatever you got to do with Big E over there. Like, don't don't get him involved with Roman. Yeah, yeah, this is this is not a good idea now <laughs> because it's like, again, this is just getting started. So I was like, from now to April, there's a murderous role that he's just gonna run through at this point, and it's just gonna get grow bigger and bigger, and it's like. I don't even feel good about putting Biggie in that situation. Oh no, he's really just gonna don't. he's just gonna be a bump in the road. Like he's yeah, it's gonna waste all of that build. He's not gonna get that title. Like so if if they if they can't do anything with the rock, which is my preference, like WrestleMania is scheduled to be in uh they say Hollywood, it's not Hollywood, it's in Inglewood, but that is just perfect. Like, like they claim it's Hollywood. The Rock is, you know, the biggest star in Hollywood. Like, it, it writes itself. If they can't do that, would, would you prefer, like, maybe Brock Lesnar to get oh, involved? No. If it if it's not The Rock, it's gonna be Big E. And the reason I say it's Big E is because even though you can't play off the family tree, you can pay, play off the relationship that the New Day has with the with Usos. The Usos, yeah. Where Big E can, you know, build. Xavier up Woods was on the watch along during the main event too. I'm tired of watching you beat down these men. We have gone out there and built this tag team division together. I'm sick of seeing you disrespect them. Disrespecting them is disrespecting me. You know, they're almost family. They may be your family, but they're like family to me. And I'm not, you can do that, but that's if you can't get the rock because it's not going to be as big as Roman rock. It'll be great, but it won't be as big as Roman rock. Yeah. And it's like the new day, at least when they, we're both on the same like plane. They had a mutual respect for Roman and Seth and them. So it's like, now he's seeing, it's like, you know, you, you changed up and you're a whole different person. You know, I had respect for you as a man, but now what you're doing now, it's like, you just got out of control. So you, this shit's got to stop now. I agree, man. And, uh, any final thoughts, y'all? Like to me, this felt like a, a penultimate reset before the draft coming up. Uh, and I feel like any other loose ends, uh, I, I don't remember when they said Hell in the Cell was going to be, but I figure whatever loose ends they have should be tied up by then. And then we can kind of start to build, uh, starting that Survivor Series as we build, uh, I think it's about six months until WrestleMania season. So that's just my uh, final thoughts. It, it, it did kind of, it, it exceeded my expectations, I would say. I didn't expect this pay-per-view to be as good from a storytelling aspect and, and it's it's set up a lot of stories for the next few months i i like getting used to these pay-per-views that are not long-winded anymore 
Like I, I, I know it used to be, you know, from like eight o'clock to 11 or whatever, like this nice short suite starts at seven ends like right around 10 o'clock, right before 10 o'clock. That's perfect. And you know, none of these things go on for too long. They do what they need to get done. It's not like a loaded card. This one was exactly three hours from the the main card to the end. Like it ended exactly at three hours. Yeah, yeah. So it's like that. That's all we really need. It's not like overblown. But um, yeah, I'm I'm with you. You know, a lot of these stories then needed to get wrapped up because we're about to hit that shift button where a lot of things are going to change up. And I mean, going into next month where Hell in a Cell comes in, it's just like. See what they got to work with now. Real quick, if they don't, I was, I literally just thought about this as you said, wrapping up, moving on in the draft. If they don't do Sasha Bailey at Hell in a Cell, the way you get around that and get it to be Mania is by drafting Sasha to Raw and making it if she wants to fight Bailey, she has to win the Royal Rumble. She got to win the Rumble. You can have them meet at Survivor Series and get face to face and maybe a Survivor Series match and extend it that way. But other than that, it's got to be Hell in a Cell. I agree. I agree, man. Uh, what a show. Uh, appreciate it, man. We got our next episode coming up. We're going to induct Ron the Truth Killings, our truth into the Young Kings Wrestling Hall of Fame, or as we call it, the Young Kings Throne. Uh, I want to thank our special guest, Matt Ritter, from the Smacking It Raw podcast, the number one wrestling podcast on Pornhub. Man, Matt, go ahead. Plug uh, your You guys social. can find me on Twitter at Matt Ritter. That is at M-A-T-T-R-I-D-D-E-R. And there you guys will find the link tree for the audio and video versions of our podcast. Everything is under the Creation World banner. So if you want to find us on Pornhub or YouTube, it is at Creation World. Uh, Pornhub.com slash user slash Creation World. YouTube's Creation World. All our videos, everything you want to find is there. Um, and we have both TC and the Essential Wreak Havoc guest hosts on some of those shows so go check them out uh those were fun did, did the situation with my episode so ever get the situation <laughs> is that people on pornhub are assholes um so basically all of the videos that have the most views people have added tags to those videos which is why they ended up the way they ended up we're not putting tags in those tags aren't on there people watch those episodes and then add those tags and then those tags seem and to get some, the most. Somebody views. was out to sabotage my life. <laughs> we have a video on Pornhub that's got 64 views. And if you go and look at it underneath, that's everything is that. But it someone added that tag. But it's got 64 views. So, like. I think 64 views is a lot in Pornhub mm-hmm. world, especially for a exactly. wrestling That's podcast. why we're the number one. I mean. That's very viral. 64 views without showing your dick or anything on Pornhub. <laughs> oh man big viral man reek what's good i can catch me at reek havoc 24 twitter instagram as well also the havoc hour i'm on instagram youtube anchor and spotify wherever you listen to your podcast i just got some new content out this past friday with one of my guys from one of my other shows over on fight hound tv did some nfl picks uh Predictions for UFC 253, finals predictions, all that good stuff. So check that out. And when, uh, when, said when, when the Los Angeles Lakers win their 17th, the record 17th 
NBA championship when they win that record 17th Larry O'Brien trophy. We're going to have to have an emergency pod <laughs> on the Havoc Hour. And I just got to talk my shit for about an hour. Yeah. And I'm going to get all the other Laker fans. We're going to come on your show and invade. And we're going to talk our shit, Reek. Yeah, that's that's going to be another panel day where I just need a whole just floor full. I, I, you don't even need no, you just uh, need me. I, I will I will have the mute button on standby because I just I know this is going to get out of hand. No, you, so. you don't mute me. <laughs> but yeah, you, that, you can't you can't mute me. I will have a panel when they when the, the championship. Hey, I was gonna say Travis proved that wrong. You could absolutely mute TC. It is possible. I've seen it done. <laughs> I mean, you can. Oh, it's just not recommended. Because <laughs> he'll spend the next three episodes of his show talking shit about Bret Hart. If you do. <laughs> Shout out to Bret Hart, man. But uh, Bret, oh wait, wait, hold on, hold on. I'm not, I'm not blocked by him. Is, is Bret, is Bret still better? Is Bret still better? He was only better for that one episode. Uh, I was just felt a little saucy that day. It is what it is. I had, like for your birthday, I hit up Shawn Michaels. I was like, hey, can you please unblock TC? He loves you. I didn't get a response. So if you're still blocked, I tried, man. <laughs> I it's felt cool. bad you didn't get the shout out. I thought maybe I could fix the situation for you. Apparently, he had better things to do, like Randy Orton. Yeah, he's got to show up and kick Randy Orton. You know, I, I just got one thing to say about that match. Uh, they just like stalled on Sean Randy Orton. I think it just took forever for Shawn Michaels to climb up to the top of the ambulance because <laughs> <laughs> the camera was on Randy Orton for a good like two yeah. damn near. Well, you know, and he's got to. Shawn Michaels wears in tight jeans. It took him a while. That he's got to stretch. He's got to take his Metamucil. Like it, it takes him a while to get to where he needs to be to get up there to hit that super kick. He had to make sure but, his hat didn't fall off. He had to make sure that was secure. Like, you see, you see, like one of the camera cuts. There's a ladder that's perched right up there. So it's like you got to figure out how long it took him to get up that ladder, and then on top of the ambulance just to get in position to do this right. Yeah, they they they. It took a while on that. Uh. But yeah, let, let's let's go ahead and close this out uh, with, with my socials. You can go ahead and follow me on Instagram at tc.fontaine, uh, on Instagram at malik.lv with two Ks as well, or at YK Wrestling is uh, where you can find all of us at. Uh, links to all our shows, links to merch, all that jazz. Uh, I'm trying to figure out the finesse game with Instagram because I've I seen the update and it looks like they moved the shop button to the home screen where people click on their notifications at. So if somebody want to, you know, click on their notifications and they take them to the shop page, go ahead and buy some of them Black Lives Matter t-shirts while you're there. You feel me? Or just go to Twitter at Matt Ritter. It is my pinned tweet and you guys can hook them up there too. It is a pinned tweet on Young Kings Wrestling's Twitter as well. So so, so you still there's no excuse. This, you still out for this 2K's page? I'm trying, man. I told y'all, I told y'all how I, I logged in. So I told y'all how I had the issue with Instagram and I updated it on accident and the update was trash. So I was like, I got to uninstall this and, and reinstall an old version. You know, there's those Android privileges. You know, we can do that. Uh, so I went and did that and I, I had lost all my login info, 
when it logged into the Young King Sports page again and it logged me into Malik's other Instagram. <laughs> I was like, damn, this is not the one I needed. So I just logged out. <laughs> I was one step closer though. So it's progress being made. So now I'm gonna I'm gonna get really uh apply some pressure going forward. Marathon continues. TMC, rest in peace, Nip. <laughs> Hey, man, this has been the Young Kings Wrestling Podcast. We are out of here. Gone.